Hello and welcome to the 167 podcast. My name is Swan. It's so awesome to have you here. In this episode, we're going to look at why relationships that are mission-driven, mission-focused are the strongest, why they're so strong when they've got a united mission. Now, normally I am with my co-host, Phil Kutsia, but unfortunately, Phil, or fortunately, he's actually on leave at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic, and I hope he's enjoying himself. But I thought, hey, I don't want to let you miss another episode. And so we're busy talking about a relationship series, relationship goal. And so that's why we want to talk about being mission-driven. Together we're in on this mission. Um, Common mission brings unity. It brings togetherness. And it, it means that we're going in the same direction together. And the reason why we want to talk about this, or I want to talk about this and take a moment, is because there are a lot of families, relationships, marriages that are kind of drifting apart because everyone's got their own kind of mission, the highest thing that they value, the thing that they're going to move forward in. And what happens is over time, people drift apart. And so that's why we just want to stop and talk about it. We want to talk about relationship goals. Now, as we talked about in the episode before this one, uh, we were talking how we all have, you know, we all have these like on our feed, like hashtag relationship goals, these couples walking on sunsets together, doing amazing things together. And I'm all for that. Uh, but we want to put down real goals that are going to not just look good on social media, but actually going to build a strong relationship a strong marriage and so that's why we're taking the time to do relationship goals this is going to be a shorter episode than normal because i don't have my comrade in arms uh, to to chat and to bounce ideas off and to have discussions with but i get to talk to you which is really really cool and i'm thankful for that um how's things going in your relationship i'd love to know like like are you are you in a healthy place you're a strong place you're dominating are you um are you the hashtag relationship goals couple? Or maybe you're just kind of figuring things out and maybe hitting a dry patch or hitting a, a different season and that's all good. Maybe you're single. I want to chat to singles today as well. But some scriptures that I want to talk through before we dive into the, the topic, and it's kind of part of the topic anyway, is Genesis 2 verse 24. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? I love that. Like, when you agree to go somewhere, you think about it together, you agree to go there so that you start together and then you arrive together. And if you think about that in the context of marriage, a lot of marriages start at the same point, right? They start, we love each other, we're going to be great together, you know, it's all sunshine and roses, things look good, feel good. But we've never actually decided on where it is that we're going in our marriage. What's the end point? What, what, what does this journey look like? We've never sat down and defined that. And over time, what tends to happen is that um, we develop strong passions. We develop uh, maybe strong mission focus for our lives. Hey, this is what our lives are going to be about. And as we get married, and the longer that we're staying married, which is healthy, which is great, um, we start just developing new passions. Or maybe we never talked about what passions we really had. Or someone gets, you know, becomes a follower of Jesus along the way and the other person's not. 
Um, and what happens is we begin to walk in different directions, a direction that we've never agreed upon in the starting point anyway. And what tends to happen is that, hey, I'm going in this way because I'm passionate about it. And the other one's going in that way because they're passionate about it. And we look at each other and go, well, that's great. As long as you're doing what you're passionate about, it makes you happy, keeps you enthusiastic and all of that. So go for it. But what we, what we miss along the way is what I like to just say here, mission drift. We, 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 we start drifting apart. Not that we're drifting from our mission, but we're, we're drifting towards different missions. And those different missions, those different ending points, though they seem to be so small in the beginning, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, those little changes in direction actually lead out to be quite a big difference. It's like trying to find your way from here to Joburg, Johannesburg, and then um, starting off your journey with a one degree difference. That one degree difference isn't much now, but by the time you've walked 2,000 kilometers, more or less, that one degree is represented in hundreds of kilometers, or at least you know a long, a long way. You're missing a different. You're missing Joby altogether. Um, I, also, by the way, I love that song that I will walk five hundred miles and I would walk five hundred more. Anyways, we need to go in the direction together and with intentionality doesn't mean we have to have the same passions doesn't mean we have to have the same hobbies doesn't mean that we have to have everything the same no it doesn't but it does mean that what we're walking towards the overarching thing of our life needs to be the same needs to be similar amos 3 verse 3 says where there is no vision people perish how many relationships do you know of that what they started out with in their mind is very different to what they're actually wanting now. People might say, hey, you've changed or hey, you're, you're, you're a different person now. You, we want different things. The reality is, is that relationships that are at that place haven't taken the time to become clear about the vision that they have for their marriage. Yes, you can actually have a vision for your marriage. Vision for my marriage is, is a simple one, but it's it's a kingdom building one, but it's also a very like simple goal. It's to get to to celebrate 50 years wedding anniversary and to have a relationship that once my son moves out of home, that we still want to be together. Very simple vision, but that's a big vision that we have and, and we want to serve God together. That's a big one that we have. And so if you have no vision for your marriage, chances are that your marriage is going to perish over time, or at least the chances and the likelihood of that happening. Because what vision does is vision brings constraints. It means that I say no to this, that I can say yes to this. And if we're both saying yes to the same kinds of things and saying no to things that will distract us, chances are we will end up walking um, together on the journey that we decided on and hey that might change over time and we have to have course corrections all of that but that's why vision is so important and what type of vision what type of thing should we be walking to um, in uh, I think it is in 
in Romans where Paul says this. He says, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Jesus Christ. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful to them. And they are all the gen- and so are all the Gentile churches. Also, give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. What kind of vision should we have? What kind of mission should we have? I, I would say it should be a kingdom mission, a kingdom vision. We as followers of Jesus should have on in our relationships a mission that is bigger than ourselves that we're giving ourselves to as a partnership, as married couples, as people in relationship with other people. We should be giving ourselves to a mission that is greater than ourselves. Like Priscilla and Aquila, they were both laying their lives down for the same mission, and that was the Church of Jesus Christ. They were giving themselves to the same mission, the Lordship of Christ. They were giving themselves to the same mission, the preaching and ministering, of the gospel, the good news of salvation. They were giving themselves to something that is so huge. And so they were a force to be reckoned with. As we develop our relationships, we want to be a force to be reckoned with, don't we? Like, I don't want us to get to the end of our relationships and marriages and go, well, we built a great home, but that's all. Or we built great hobbies, or we, you know, I, w- I want to get us to get to the end of our relationships here on the One Six Seven podcast today, and go. We built our lives for something greater, and that mission, that common mission, that common interest, that common laying down of our lives to build something great for, for God, has actually produced a strong and healthy relationship. And here's the reason why: because when we're busy building the same thing distractions begin to fall away. Temptations begin to become less interesting because we're building something together that is of so much value and we are both valuing it in the same thing. Again, do we do exactly the same stuff? No. Can we have interests and passions outside of something common? Absolutely. I would dare say that that's healthy. But what we do need to do is to make sure that we're both building the same thing. Lara and I, we've given ourselves to the mission of God, that is to to build His kingdom in the earth, to advance His kingdom, His rule, to share His gospel, to lay our lives down for what He laid His life down, which is the church. And so we've given ourselves to that. And I've known people, known married couples who have done the same thing. And as they have stayed true to the mission and sharing the mission and um, continuing to agree on that mission. Like that's the key. Because at some point, one of us can wane in our interest and in our passion and in our laying our lives down and and building this common mission. And one person loses interest and, and we still keep going and the other person begins to resent it. Like that's a dangerous place to be. We have to be as both couples in this relationship agreeing and regularly talking about it, regularly being passionate about it. And when the one maybe passion to the mission wanes, it's not to become critical, it's not to become judgmental, but it is a great time to have a conversation and say, hey, are we still for the same things? Those are important course corrections that we have to have. And the reality is, the truth is that God has given us a mission in this life. 
And that is to advance the gospel. That is to have our marriages for the glory of God, to have our workplaces for the glory of God. And so what is a mission to the glory of God that we can use, that we can build in our marriage? It might not look like starting a church or starting a life group, or but maybe it does. Maybe it looks like um, serving in an area of the kingdom that that actually blesses people less fortunate. Maybe it looks like a social justice um, or a community upliftment program. What you know, something like that that is mission focused in building God's kingdom. Um, and so we have to find a common mission. That's what I want to encourage for every married person listening today or watching this on YouTube is to find a common mission that is going to um, show up in the things that you love. It's going to show up in the things that you're passionate about. What are both of you passionate about? What are both of you, what, what, what stirs your love? And, and how can you do that mission together? How could those become part of your mission? How could your interest, maybe it's to take care of those who are, le- are, are less fortunate. Maybe it's to be a, a haven of encouragement. Maybe it's to be a, you know, people who, a family who likes to counsel other married people. I don't know what it is, what, what your passions are. Maybe you've got a passion for, for sport or for underwater basket weaving. But how can that become a mission in the kingdom that both of you can build your, your marriage in and, and to have in your marriage? Because last week we spoke about being Christ-centered. Well, when we're Christ-centered, it means that we take on Christ's mission and his mission is for us to advance the kingdom. And so how can we use what we love, what we're passionate about, and do that? Um, what are some of the, the, the things that can cause division? I would say in marriages, division comes from just having a different focus, having a different mission. A mission to build a business, a mission to build a family, a mission to build a hobby, a mission to build a friendship circle. And, and when, our, when that becomes our mission and we're focused on it and it's leading us in different directions, that's a place that we should be concerned. And the reality is, I think, that many of us are building on different passions and on different missions. What we need is one thing that unites us and one thing that's common. And it can't just be a shared house. It needs to be something worth giving ourselves to. Like, hey, Priscilla and Aquila, great couple in the New Testament to, to look after. And so my question for married couples is this, is how are you already mission-driven? Are you mission-driven? And if you are, are you both pouring into that? Um, how could you be more unified in it? What, what are some things that you can do to say, hey, I want to invest ourselves. Now, this could look like just something simple, simple like both agreeing to go to a life group or both agreeing to host a life group or to lead a life group or both um, having an area in the church that we're serving together so that it's not one person serving, but we're both serving because we're believing God together that our service together will build the church. And then our, our children get to see that there's a high value on the kingdom of God. Or maybe it looks like missions projects together, going on a mission trip together, or serving in a local mission somewhere 
through some of the initiatives of SALT. Or, I think I've been beating on this drum long enough and, and you guys can completely understand that. How does this look for, for singles though? If you're a single person today and you're thinking, okay, how, how do I have a common mission? I'm not married, Swen. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Well, if you're single, you can still pursue the mission of God. You can still go, okay, cool. What does God want me to do with my life? Because the, the, the risk is that you're going to find a partner at the, at the cost of the mission that God's got for your life, the vision that God's got for your life, the plan of God for your life. And then you say, well, when I have found someone, then I can give myself to the mission. But the point, the problem with that is you're probably going to find someone who doesn't have a vision for a mission for God, who doesn't have a vision for, a vision for God, a vision for building his kingdom and what interests him. You might find someone who may be not even a Christian, right? And trust me, that comes with, with problems. What you, want to, what you want to do is you want to give yourself to the mission of God and then every now and then look up and see, hey, who's doing this with me? Who are people who are running this race? Who are the other singles in my church that are that have the same values as I have. And then you try and get a little bit closer to them and you're gonna find a partner who already has the same value system as you. And so they're building the same thing as you. And that's a great place to find someone. The single life can be a distracted life. Why not use your singleness for a great purpose, a great mission and uh, and you're going to see that just how that gets blessed um, through time. Hey, marriages can also get distracted. We get distracted with building homes and building families. And, and those are good things. Even good things can be distractions. But if you want to have a more unified relationship, if you want to have a more unified marriage, encourage you to find things that you can build together that is meaningful. And that's just some of the, the things that I want to bring in this very short podcast today and maybe i'll just end off with a with a story of like just kind of the story of what lara and i have been doing lara and i we've been um building the church for many many years we've been married we got married when we were 21 years old we are creeping up to our 39th birthday so we've been married this year for 18 years which is absolutely incredible take my hat off to lara she's an absolute champion but in that in that 18 years, we've had moments of being distracted. We've had problems. We've had highs. We've had lows. But the one thing that's been an incredible joy that we've been given, we've been able to give ourselves to, is that we've given ourselves to the Lord first and foremost. He is at the center of our lives individually and in our marriage. We've also given ourselves to the mission of God for our lives which is quite simple, is to build a church. That's what Lara and I feel passionately called to do, is to build a church. We've done missions trips together. We've served together. Mind you, not in the same ministry, but we've served together. We've, we've um, agreed upon giving towards the needs of our community. We've served in community upliftment programs together. We've tried to do this journey together. And what's happened in, what's happened 
in our journey together is that whenever there have been distractions, which there have been, whenever there have been other things that we could give ourselves to, we've already pre-committed to the things of God. And so we've been able to have vision adjustment, mission adjustment, journey adjustments along the way that have kept us focused and have kept us building the same thing. And when we've been building the same thing, we've been able to share our passion. We've been able to share our enthusiasm. And we have, we have more things than you, that unite us than what divide us. And so I would love that for every single married person in our church. I'd love that for every single person in our church. That there is a great marriage ahead for you. But it's got to be built on walking in the same direction. Being Christ-centered catch the last episode and also being mission driven like i've get, we are giving ourselves to something bigger than ourselves that keeps pulling us together so that we keep walking together hope you've enjoyed today's short episode on the 167 podcast again the 167 podcast is all about trying to add value in the other hours of your week there's 168 hours in the week and we trust that one of those is spent in a church service. And so we want to add value into the rest of your week. And so that's why we want to bring you value-added content. And in this current series of talks, we're talking about being mission-driven. We're talking about relationship, the real kind of relationship goals. You want to have healthy relationships? Let your one of those goals be, hey, we're going to be Christ-centered. Let another one of those goals be, hey, we're going to be mission-driven. We're going to be living for something bigger than ourselves and something that brings us together and unites us. Uh, If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love you to share, like, subscribe, uh, comment, let us know, give us feedback. And um, yeah, you can find us on our YouTube channel at the 167 Podcast or on our Instagram um, feed as well, 167 Podcast. Catch you around. See you again soon. And hopefully the next time we have this, you will be... Uh, in the delightful company of Phil Antoine. God bless and see you soon.